that Hamilton was so impressed by uh, the big tyrants of the past from various types of Caesars to Alexander the Great and uh, William the Conqueror, all these people who used massive armies to, to batter the people into obedience. And, of course, Jefferson had a different idea of the, who the real heroes in Dunford time were. But Hamilton did say an awful lot of truth because he spoke on behalf of a particular type of control freak in class. And I'm going to go into this after these messages and tie it together with the present time to show you that nothing's changed back in a few moments. you'll find 
you also have the big boys who run the philanthropic organizations like Mr. Rockefeller, the Ford Carnegie Foundations, and all the hundreds of other foundations which they directly fund as front organizations. Because remember, the foundations weren't just started up by the big international bankers. They were also uh, set up by these bankers who were eugenicists, and they were Malthusians. They still believe in it completely today and how they must drastically reduce the population of the world. And therefore, when you look at where their money goes, and you go through the weaving of how they try to lose you, but you stick on the trail, you'll find they go to basically what they call family planning across the planet, and also vasectomies and tubal ligations for women, and that type of thing. That's where the money really, really goes. That's a, and not only that, by the way, these guys don't see you any different from the African or the Chinese. The peasant to these boys at the top is the peasant worldwide. Never forget that. And they're on a roll now, openly, in media, to bring down the populations as we go through this totalitarian phase of things. What happens from now on will depend uh, on the public themselves that either will be perfectly managed as Mr. Rockefeller said they would be. He said the public will render themselves to them. They'll come to them with perfect docility. That's how confident they are in the psychological techniques that are being used, mainly through mainstream media, documentaries, and all the other ways that you get brainwashed. And through schooling, too, of course, and even cartoons. Everything in cartoons now is so politically correct. It's astonishing. And, by the way, just like in days gone by, uh, not just the novelists are being funded by the Futurist Society and the governments to put out stories which are politically correct with upcoming agendas, they also do the same thing with cartoonists, and they pay them to write in the green agenda, and so on, and so on. They've been doing that for over 60 years. The, an article I read from the UK column earlier this month, from May 2009, has an interesting article, which I never got round to reading on the air, but uh, the UK column has spoken out, you see, about uh, what's happening in Britain and Europe and the rest of the world with this big agenda, this totalitarian agenda, under the cover of anti-terrorism. But here's a technique that's been used in the Soviet system. Remember that under the Rees Commission... Senator Norman Dodds was told by the CEO of Ford and Carnegie Foundations and Rockefeller their job was to blend the Soviet system so so much to change culture so much they could blend it seamlessly with that of the Soviet Union and the U.S. specifically. Well, here's what they're using. And remember, too, the Club of Rome also said they favored the collectivist system. That's the Soviet system. That's what's being used together with the so-called capitalist system that come together. But here's what they're doing if you speak out. And this is exactly what happened in the Soviet Union. It says, fixated threat assessment, that's what they're calling it, fixated threat assessment center, FTAC, tasked to intimidate critics of Jackie Smith, that's the head of the British Home Office, who also deals with Homeland Security for Britain, the one who puts porno movies down on her, her bill, expenses bill. And it says, and has about three homes that the taxpayers funding. It says here, the UK column was shocked to learn that a member of the public who wrote letters and emails 
calling the Home Secretary, that's Jacqueline Smith, a, a communist and criticizing her for creating a police state, has been summoned for an interview with his general practitioner. Remember that socialist medicine. You think you have no idea what socialist medicine is in the U.S. It's coming your way fast. Socialized medicine is a political. It's used for political motives. Most of the of the care and surgery and socialized medicine that's broke out in Britain goes to abortions, vasectomies, again tubal ligations, and so on. Because the prime agenda is depopulation, bring them down by sterilization. That broke out on a BBC documentary when it was disclosed, amongst all the other shenanigans that the hospitals were getting up to, trying to obey their superiors, the government, uh, that they were handing out, um, they were giving out questionnaires to patients waiting for surgery. And they asked them on this questionnaire when they were going on holiday. And it's when they went on holiday, that's when they sent them their, their notice to come in for the operation. So naturally, they weren't there. They went to the bottom of the queue. But I did see in the documentary that normal priority organ, uh, operations went on as usual, and that was abortions, vasectomies, tubal ligations, etc. Political agenda. But here they are using doctors to pull you in and telling the doctors that they have to question you to see if you're sane. It says here, you can be shocked to learn that a member of the public who wrote letters and emails calling the Home Secretary a communist and criticizing for creating a police state was summoned for an interview with his general practitioner. The individual who wishes to remain anonymous informed the column that he was recently surprised to receive a call from his GP asking him to attend the surgery. Once in front of his doctor, Mr. X was stunned to be told that the doctor had received a letter from the highly selective fixated threat assessment center following instructions from the Home Secretary herself, that's Jacqueline Smith, the one he was criticizing. Although embarrassed, the GP understood from the communication that he was required to interview Mr. X to establish his state of mind. The implications of this incident are extremely serious as they suggest that anyone who dares to criticize the Home Secretary or perhaps even the government itself will be regarded as mentally ill. Clearly for Mr. X, Smith's actions were intended to be a warning and the first step in attempting to brand him mentally ill. Few readers will be aware of the exact nature of the, S- the FTAC. By the way, they brought it up in Canada now too, I understand, and the U.S., the same, the same act. So despite some publicity in the national press, it remains a highly secretive organization. The FTAC is a joint initiative by the Department of Health, the Home Office, and the Metropolitan Police Services. Hansard reported in 2007 that the unit comprised nine police officers, one chief inspector, one inspector, one sergeant, six police constables, and five mental health professionals, three full-time community psychiatric nurses, part-time forensic psychiatrist, and a part-time forensic psychologist. According to Savas Ejapavlo, Director of Health and Offender Partnerships, Health and Offender Partnerships, the FTAC's National Health Service component alone costs over half a million pounds per year. Then it goes through what its purpose is to assess and manage the risks posed by those who engage in inappropriate or threatening forms of contact towards people in public life, that's those in government, and in doing so to direct severely mentally ill people 
who are identifying through such contacts to the care that they so desperately need. So, so really, you see, you don't have political opinions or valid criticisms. You're actually mentally ill if you're not politically correct and think that life is just wonderful, just wonderful. That's the future, folks. And these guys mean business because they're tyrants. It's as simple as that. They're tyrants at the top. And they are scared of the general public, especially people like Jacqueline Smith, who has been pushed across all mainstream media as just ripping off the taxpayer, her and all like her. They're all crooks. Mind you, they'll sacrifice her to the wolves to save themselves. There's no doubt upon that. I'll be back with more after these messages. of what they're really all about. 
and how they, they make up things to, to get their quotas. They're always getting quotas to hand out tickets and bring cash in. Here's an example of how far and ridiculous it gets. This is from the Motorcycle News. It says, tagged for dropping sweets, which is candies. May the 15th, a motorcyclist has told how he's electronically tagged for four months to put an ankle bracelet on him and given a 36-hour community order for dropping mint imperial sweets, which is candies, while riding his motorbike. Thomas Payne, 19, must be at home from 8 p.m. till 6 a.m. under the terms of his ankle tag after police spotted a trail of candies left by his Yamaha DT-175. A police charge notice said he had intentionally and without authority or reasonable cause caused sweets to be on the road, namely at Lancaster Circus, in such circumstances that it would have been obvious to a reasonable person that to do so would be dangerous, contrary to the Road Traffic Act. Well, anyone who's driven motorbikes will tell you you can lose an awful lot of stuff out your pockets when you're enjoying yourself on that machine. Payne insists they were just falling out of my pocket. He didn't know, right? Because of the time they followed me, for, for they said I should have known it. Because of the time that kept dropping out of his pocket. So they were chasing, they were following this guy watching his candies, right? And they, this crime. See, there's, there's, there's the cops in action for you. These are the heroes in action. Chasing like, a guy who's dropping candies out of his pockets. Payne was stopped at Birmingham on March 16th, pleaded guilty, and was sentenced to Birmingham Magistrates Court March 24th, or to pay a £50 cost for the court. He says he's going to be home every night and he's 19 years of age. Must also spend three hours every Saturday taking part in group activities. See, there's your voluntary sort of uh, mandatory volunteerism, including woodwork classes until his community order is completed. So I count myself lucky. I'm still allowed to eat sweets, he says. And, and he's right. West Midlands police confirmed that he was arrested on March 16th. Now he's got a record, a criminal record. Can you believe that? See, all this stuff used to fall under civic uh, uh, crimes, etc. Not really so much crimes, offences. And were de- dealt with quietly. At one time, the cops would just have said, Hey, son, do you know what's been falling out of your pockets? And then you'd be careful the next time. But not anymore. You see, there's too much money to be made by charging people. And I'm talking about tags. Years ago, I saw a movie. I can't remember the name of it. If it was, if it was Schwarzenegger or... Or Stallone, but it was one of these, these steroid men, the guys that pumped themselves through the steroids that they kept giving in front of the young people to emulate. And it started off with them working on a, some, a chain of rock gang somewhere like prisoners. And one of them runs off, and they've all got collars on, and one of them gets his head blown off when someone presses a button and the collar explodes. And I thought at the time, uh, how simple it would be to make a chip that they implant in your brain. This is many, many years ago. Uh, that simply has to be over a tiny arterial and a tiny pinhead of, of even explosive or whatever could just go ping. You'd never hear it and you'd hemorrhage to death. Perfect killer, you see, for keeping people in line. Something that Jacqueline Smith might be proud to have and she gets everyone in Britain to take one to stop complaining about her, perhaps. So I'm going to read about this actual invention. They have it out now just to let you know where it's all going. Back with a moment in a moment after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. 
This is Cutting Through the Matrix, talking about the future of the brain chips and all of that kind of stuff. It's astonishing, really, as I say, that uh, how far they've gone, and, and it's predictable, too, where they would go. Uh, how would you silence people? How would you stop them from murmuring amongst themselves? Well, if you thought that something would explode in your head, you might just give it a, a thought or two and change your mind. But this is from Fox News, Monday, May 18th, 2009. Saudi killer chip implant would track and eliminate undesirables. I wonder, too, if this was supposed to be patented in, in Saudi Arabia or invented there, if it was part of the laden Bush uh, consortium. If people don't know that, that uh, the Ben Laden family uh, and the Bush family are partners in the military-industrial complex. They build the big bunkers across the planet for the ultra-rich and wealthy. They also did the rebuilding and restructuring of the Twin Towers. Supposedly, their sun blew up. What's the odds, before I get on to this topic, what's the odds of a president of the United States family being attacked by a partner, a partner's son? I mean, that's impossible. You understand, these things are impossible. I mean, look how many people are on this planet. It says here, Saudi killer implant would track and eliminate undesirables mating. It could be the ultimate in political control, but it won't be patented in Germany. They won't do it there, they'll do it somewhere else, if it's not already done. German media outlets reported last week that a Saudi inventor's application to patent a killer chip, as the Swiss tabloids put it, has been denied. The basic model would consist of a tiny GPS transceiver placed in a capsule and inserted under a person's skin so that authorities could track him easily. Model B would also have an extra function, a dose of cyanide to remotely kill the wearer without muss or fuss if authorities deemed he'd become a public threat. A public threat. Going back to that article I read at the start, remember the UK column says that they're getting doctors to, the, the home office, the government is telling doctors to call in certain patients on their list or in their area and give them mental evaluations. Think about it. It's just going this way, you see. So model B would have an extra function, a dose of cyanide to remotely kill the wearer without muss or fuss if authorities deemed he'd become a public threat. The inventor said the chip could be used to track terrorists, criminals, fugitives, illegal immigrants, political dissidents, domestic servants, and foreigners overstaying their visas. This guy, oh boy, this is, this is the kind of guy that you want, this kind of inventor. He's even got the, the PR down pat, all the stuff that's politically correct right now, and all the, the groups you're allowed to go after. And remember, too, uh, terrorism is meant to encompass everything, everything that's that's become illegal and, and will become illegal in the future as they keep adding to it. The invention will probably be found to violate paragraph 2 of the German patent law, which does not allow inventions that transgress public order or good morals. German Patent and Trademark Office spokeswoman Stephanie Kruger told the English-language German news website, The Local. So there you are. I mean, this stuff is all coming down the pike. Mind you, it's all for safety it's all for our safety, and, and uh, heaven knows, you may be sitting eating your dinner with your wife and suddenly go berserk and, and, and want to do a terrorist act, uh, and they can prevent all that then, you see. 
and we'll all get the message once we get our little chip under the skin. A peaceful world, eh? a peaceful world. All for peace, world peace, which is the absence of all opposition, as the communists said. There's also an article to do from the independent in the business section from, from a, a columnist there who says the, how this city has ruined our presence and futures and I'll put these articles up with the links on cuttingthroughthematrix.com after the show but this guy's basically telling people to forget their pensions since they've all been plundered basically and it says uh, everyone's on their own you're all on your own now when it comes to pensions because they lost so much everybody's lost their pensions across Europe they're just falling by the wayside plundered it says someone who analysis from the report shows that someone who paid £24,000 contributions over the last 10 years into a defined contribution pension scheme invested in the stock market would now have a fund worth £21,000 so, boy what a great deal eh? you start with 24 and it goes down to 21000 plus inflation so whatever value uh, of purchase or buying power the pound had then is way down now. It says defined contribution pension schemes have fallen more than 25% since the start of the credit crunch. Pension planning has traditionally relied on stock market growth to provide good pensions, but it's not worked out because the stock market was a con anyway, wasn't it? They always plunder you once or twice a year. They let you build it up, save, and then they plunder you. That's the history of banking and stock market. That's what it's for. And he's a, before I go to the callers, he's an article here from the BBC. And I've told you before that the U.S. is going to go into socialized medicine, which is a political uh, reason. You see, socialized medicine, it sounds wonderful for the people at the bottom. I think they're going to get everything for free. But things change drastically because then they have priorities and budgets, etc., and they're going to make sure that it's not going to be put to saving life so much as reducing the chance of passing life on to others. That's the real mandate. And it's used as a big, big stick over the public. That's what it, Remember, anything that's run by government is used for political purposes. And here's what the docs want now in socialized countries. And I'll come to the States. And that's on the cards, there's no doubt about it. By the way, I've been reading articles from the various medical unions, including the nurses' unions in the States, and uh, all the unions there are, are, are telling their members to, to bombard the representatives to get them to pass uh, into socialized medicine. Every, see, I've said, mentioned, too, how groups are fantastic. Big organizations, all you have to do is put your, your, your boy in at the top, and he's got you all going along a different path, and nobody notices. They love groups. They love big organizations. Blood pressure pill action urged. Everyone aged 55 and over should be taking drugs to lower their blood pressure, the London-based expert says. So here we go again. A world run by experts that started off with services, now they're authorities. Epidemiology expert Professor Malcolm Law said, Blood pressure drugs cut the risk of heart attack and stroke, even for those with normal blood pressure. This is straight out of the pharma industry, so he's getting a big, a big handshake for, for pushing this garbage. This conclusion published in the British Medical Journal and backed by other experts, experts, 
You know, we, we just take these experts at face value now. Just the word itself is like God, you know. It's based on a review of 147 studies involving 464,000 people. However, the Stroke Association warned that drugs could have side effects. No kidding. No kidding. And then they go on about the, the, the PR bit, right from the pharma. Now, pharma always fudges all reports. And I've watched documentaries on BBC and CBC on how they actually hire these hack writers to write up glowing reports and how to get round or omit all the bad side effects. That's standard with all pharma drugs. But here you are, uh, Professor Law, an expert in epidemiology at the Wilson Institute at Barts in the London School of Medicine, said, being a certain age, we're saying everyone would benefit from taking drugs that lower blood pressure. You know, blood pressure and the standard for blood pressure has been brought lower and lower every five or six years since about 1960. It used to be 100 plus your age, that was normal. But then pharma came in with all their pills, you see. And how do you sell pills? Well, you've got to make sure that there's a new normal every so often. You keep dropping and dropping the blood pressure category till everyone technically has got higher blood pressure. Here's what the guy says. I mean, he obviously is getting a backhander for this. What we call normal blood pressure is actually high, he says. And what we call high blood pressure is actually higher. There you go. That's an expert talking. That's why he's a professor. Isn't that fantastic? So there you go. They want everyone to, to take uh, medications. And, of course, once the government's on board and they'll get their bribes too, they'll push it through as well as mandatory, just like they did with the, health, with the, the flu vaccinations. And I've got more to talk about the flu vaccinations in a little while. Now, we'll go to the phones now, and we'll go to Anthony from North Carolina. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? I'm hanging in, yeah. I had uh, went and uh, pulled up my YouTube so that I cataloged my music on there, and I kind of like obscure music. I like old Beatles songs and obscure Pink Floyd songs, and uh, I pulled it up there, and there's a spotlight for on the U.S. government. Yeah. And then there's a uh, trailer for the new Terminator movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if people don't believe that we have propaganda <laughs> yeah. going, going out to us, then, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's right here. If we're not living in a matrix, then uh, I don't understand how people don't understand that. I'm 36 years old. I'm a firefighter. I uh, speak other languages other than English. Uh, I, uh, I'm good at history. And, and, and I understand. And, you know, I keep hearing these terms, and they always come up with a new term, sustainability, or they come up with a new term uh, for that. And, and that's the truth. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they literally pay the futurists to write novels, screenplays, you name it. I, I had an author r- write to me. Uh, people think the authors send off manuscripts to the publishing houses and they hope they're going to get picked for publishing. This author was phoned by the, by the publisher out of the blue and asked to write a book, uh, one of these uh, the, for dummies books, on the New World Order. 
And uh, that's how it happened. And he thought I'd bring him on, on my show. This is what you wanted. And I said, no. I said, it'll probably be a spoof thing where you ridicule people as paranoid and all the rest of it. And then he gave me all the Masonic pleads to, to you know, uh, orphan, widow's son, all that stuff. And I just said no. But th- that there's the reality of it. They actually know that the authors on their list, they tell them what to write, spin a story around something, um, make it lean this way or lean that way. And that's how things really are in the real world. Yeah. That's right. And uh, you go, and uh, even to this day, I've heard it over for the past 30 years, population reduction yep. has been tried to be drilled in mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to kids in school. Yes, it is. And, yeah. and you know, it's like, well, I knew it was a fraud and a sham back then, but I remember seeing it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and there's so that. many almost subtle ways, too, at the beginning. They put it across to the people, and you were actually following a, a script, really, and, and they were leading you to a conclusion that you thought was your own. But, but this is perfect. You see, this is scientific indoctrination. It works perfectly. It's a formula. It works very well. Yeah. Well, you know, 10 years ago, I woke up, and, uh, you know, people still don't even want to believe what's really going on. Yeah, yeah. And most to be honest with you, I don't think they can anymore because they've been raised with TV. Uh, Brzezinski did say the truth. He said they'll shortly be unable to reason for themselves. They'll expect the media to do their reasoning for them. Well, that has happened. That has happened. You, you can't wake up and understand and, and guzzle uh, television at the same time. Yeah. Well, exactly. And I say to myself, you know, I have to be alone because I can't go date somebody, uh, you know, because they're more concerned about what happened on American Idol. I know, I know. And, and, and that's a trivia that they said they would give the public. They would give them uh, mainly uh, dictates from government that you obey, uh, immersed, totally immersed and surrounded by trivia. And you're quite right, that's what you get. Even in, in the newspapers, the same thing. And major stories that should, should get us all worried or thinking or protesting, uh, you, you see all the boob babes around them and the latest starlet in Hollywood and so on. Uh, this is standard technique. This is scientific again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, taking my call, Alan. Well, thanks for calling. Hang in there. And there's Andrea from New York. Are you there, Andrea? Hello, Alan? Yes. Hi. Um, a couple of weeks ago, someone told me about a building um, in downtown Manhattan, New York City, that's called Red Square. Yes. Uh, and um, have you heard of this building by any chance? I've heard the name uh, over down there, yeah. Yeah. And it, on the roof there is a, um, a 19-foot statue of Lenin. Yes. And and I couldn't believe it when um, he pointed it out to me. I just I I really couldn't believe it. And so I looked it up on the net, and um, uh, the building has 13 floors, mm-hmm. uh, 13 stories, and 130 apartments. Yeah. And go ahead. Yeah, that, 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 that is interesting. That's standard uh, free Masonic. Yeah, like Trotsky, but again, was a Mason, and Trotsky was in the. He was actually writing a book about Freemasonry when he was killed, but he did he did mention that fact in his other book that he did get published called My Life. He said that they're all Masons at the top. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and anyway, so this man, Michael Rosen, who, um, whose land um, this building was built on, uh, he, he is an NYU professor, and uh, he, uh, he calls himself a radical sociologist. Uh. And this uh, building of uh, Lenin faces south, and he says that's important because it's facing um, the Lower East Side, which is the home of socialism. And uh, then uh, farther south, there's Wall Street, which he says is the emblem of capitalism. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he said he calls it Red Square because it's reddish and it's squarish. You know? Yeah, reddish and squarish, yeah. Right. So anyway, I just, I, I've, I, it's been there for 20 years now. Um, I, I just learned about it, and I, I was frankly amazed. I, but this is common, you say. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, New York was, uh, uh, what was just telling me about New York was um, the, the communists churned out lots of books for, for worker, working classes and for organizers, hundreds and hundreds. They had about, oh, maybe ten publishing houses in New York alone. And, and I actually wonder, I says, how come that this massive Cold War, supposedly, and yet the, the main publisher of communist books for the Western world was all from New York. Uh, and, and then that's why I twigged into the fact uh, that uh, uh, there wasn't a real Cold War. It was all arranged. And, of course, then the evidence came forth that the Western banks had actually set up communism from the very beginning. And the evidence is all out in the open now. It's true, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I uh, went over to see the building, and I... Um yeah, yeah, hold, on, hold on, and we'll go into this when we come back from the break. It's an interesting topic. Andrea from New York, who's describing a Red Square building in, in New York itself. Uh, Hi. Continue. Yeah. I went to the building and I um, uh, I went into this small lobby and there's a table with a tabletop made out of broken glass and a couple of chairs that you wouldn't want to sit in. Uh-huh. And uh, then there are all these cutout figures that look like they're made out of some kind of metal. And they're painted black, but they have a lot of jagged edges and a lot of uh, fish, uh, especially with uh, very sharp teeth. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and there are a couple of trapezoids cut out of walls. And this yeah. is, uh, so this is the lobby of the Red Square building. And um, Did I, you get any, of, any photographs of it, or is there... I know, no, but I didn't. But I would like to go back and ask a few people who are coming and going from the building how they feel about living with, in a building with a statue of Lenin on the roof. Yes. <laughs> they probably think it's quaint. That, that was the old days. <laughs> um, I wonder if they think it's hip. I don't know. There's some, you know, there's like the, just the, the lobby itself, this perverse aesthetic, you know, of it, ugly, yes. beautiful. Yes, that will fit in with all the retro gear they're buying, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, New York was famous for, for communiques between Moscow and uh, the Western world. And I say their main publishing houses were actually in New York and obviously authorized to be there by the government or they wouldn't exist. So the whole thing was orchestrated. But it's interesting to do with the, the Red Square because in, in Russia, in Moscow, 
because you'll see they actually have a step pyramid as well there. And um, that's a ziggurat, they call that, uh, that uh, supposedly Nimrod and others used, meaning a Persian design and Babylonian design. But, and, and that's where the politicians stood every year on that black ziggurat at the top. Uh, and, and gave their talks to the people. And they also had Lenin's tomb, which was a pyramid. Oh, it's really? fascinating, you know. And of course, the red square is the red ashlar, uh, the, the perfection of man himself through revolution, because it was eternal revolution to perfect that which was left imperfect and recreate a new type of man, yeah. What about the trapezoid? Would that, there's a significance to that. I'd have to actually see them and see what's around them too, because if you understand the different shapes, you get you, you actually understand the language. It could be a sentence there or a paragraph out of symbols. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you maybe get some photographs off it, it would be fascinating. Oh sure, I'll see what I can do. Yes. Okay. All right. And, and let me and send them to me. I'd appreciate that. Yeah. I'll do that. Okay. okay. Thanks Thank for you. calling. And there's Ray from Wyoming there. Are you there, Ray? Hello, uh, Alan. Hello. Anyway, I was just going to make a, an observation. Uh, long-time student of the NWO since the 30s. Uh, I was driving around town just looking at the churches, and I noticed that uh, most of them have a spire, either from the ground up. And, and if you look at them, it's all the different denominations. It's mm-hmm. basically an obelisk. Yes, it's I know. It's not solid. Yeah. And then above it is either a cross or it's just a, a, a spire on the, on the Mormons. And then, I mean, there's like, uh, I've seen so many churches like that. Well, you, you also see it, if you look at uh, the British and Canadian parliaments, uh, you see a spire and you also see the, the, the female opening to get into literally the main church, which is the box. That's what it means. It's a phallus and the box, the male and the womb. That's what it is. Always has been. But thanks for calling. And uh, from Hamish myself and Tia Kanda, there's the music coming in. It's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.